This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. Uh, today, um, we want to talk about a question which a lot of people uh, have on their mind, and a lot of people have, uh, you know, shared this concern. and And I really, really want to hear from you today. Uh, I want to hear uh, your answer to this question: Is there a marriage crisis in our community? And 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 first of all. We want to answer this question, um, is there a marriage crisis and why? Why is there a marriage crisis? What type of crisis do we have? And then finally, what are, what are your ideas about what needs to be done and how can this be solved, um, inshallah ta'ala? Uh, so, so first, the, the, the question of uh, is there a marriage crisis and what exactly does that mean? And I think there's a lot of layers to this question and the, you know, the challenge uh, that, that we have um, with regards to uh, getting married first of all, and then staying married. And then what happens, um, you know, when, when things don't work out? I think there's a lot of people uh, that I have interacted with uh, who share this concern uh, about uh, the difficulty of really finding a suitable partner. Uh, there is a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of expectations uh, for uh, you know, for women and for men, uh, a lot of the things that people share with me uh, concerns, you know, for women that there's there's a high emphasis, um, you know, on looks and, and especially women who get uh, a little bit older, it becomes really difficult uh, for them to, to get married because a lot of the, the uh, brothers want younger women. Um, you know, if, if, if a woman is not considered conventionally uh, pretty or thin, it becomes also very difficult for her, uh, you know, to find a spouse because, again, you know, there's this, this idea of, of this, this very, very strong emphasis on appearances. Uh, and, and then there's the concern uh, about, you know, where do you find, I mean, they're just even having access to those people who could be potential spouses, you know, what is the, the methodology, even when you do find someone, what is the methodology, the correct methodology uh, to go about it? Uh, you know, there's the the question of, uh, you know, we one thing that has come to my attention, uh, you know, which is actually very different than it was when I was growing up, is there is this very wide almost practice and almost an acceptance of the institution of dating, uh, which wasn't the case really when I was growing up. It was, you know, we, we had a very more uh, of a of a of a orthodox and strict kind of understanding of, uh, or even practice of gender relations. It was, you know, it was a big deal if you talk to a guy on the phone, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, but but things have changed, you know, and I think that the culture of youth now is very different. Even in our MSAs, a lot of MSAs, uh, you know, the the gender relations culture has has drastically changed. Uh, than it was, you know, compared to how it was in my university, uh, you know, when when I was in college, and uh, you know, part of that is that is that we've we've sort of become, uh, I think, in a sense, too comfortable with the opposite gender. There's a lot of you know this idea of you know we're just friends and you know we hang out, but it, it's nothing more. And I think that that this it, this can be 
uh, this can lead to something very dangerous. And you know, just this 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 over comfort, uh, you know, with the with with regards to to gender relations. And then you have the issue of dating, and you know, people then say, well, how do I uh, find my you know, how do I find a spouse or how do I even get to know someone unless we date? And there's this uh, almost this idea that you that you need to date in order to in order to get to know someone. So so these are all questions. You know, how do we answer these questions? How do we get to know someone uh, in an Islamic context? How do we get to know someone uh, in a way that is, uh, you know, that 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 is uh, that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and according, you know, that that is not outside of of the rules which Allah uh, Azza wa Jal has has given us, this is a question which a lot of people struggle with. And how how does that happen? Uh, you know, one of the arguments that many people make, uh, you know, about well, how do you, you know you you need to date right in order to get to know someone? And it's it's interesting to note that uh, you know when you look at the statistics, uh, just just look at the numbers. Obviously, we live, um, you know, in in the Western world, the institution of dating is completely normalized. And that's kind of how you get to know someone uh, for marriage. And yet, you know, as as many people know, the the, the statistics uh, for for divorce are one in, you know, one in two, 50 percent of marriages end in divorce. So it's 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 obviously not necessarily, um, you know, it's, it's that's not working either. Right. So it's it's not that, uh, you know, people, again, try to make that argument that. You need to get to know someone by dating. Uh, well, it's it isn't even work. Even that's not working. Uh, uh, so it, that's a very uh, you know when you look at the actual numbers, it's a very weak argument. Uh, but 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 more importantly, uh, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala would not make something forbidden uh, that was good. Um, anything that Allah makes forbidden is by definition bad for us. Is by definition harmful. Uh, to us on an individual level as well as a collective level. We we end up getting hurt by it, uh, both personally as well as collectively. The society also uh, it gets hurt by it. The society also suffers. And there are, you know, there's many, many reasons why that's the case. Uh, but what's important is that we provide an alternative, that there is an alternative way to get to know someone, that there is an alternative way to, to you know, to... To, to sort of try to solve this marriage crisis. Uh, but but what I really want to do is I want to open it up um, and hear from you. I want, um, inshallah, to hear from you. Uh, you can call in. You can write on the chat box. Uh, the number to call in is 714-988-8182. I'm going to go to a short break now. And inshallah, when we return, we will open the lines and also um, open up the chat box discussion. غربا 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 السلام عليكم this is Yasmin Mujahid and you're listening to Serenity streaming live on One Legacy Radio we are talking today about the question of uh, is there a marriage crisis and i think that this is uh you know a lot of people have a lot to say about this question uh, there's a lot of angles to, to you know, to talk about it. Uh, the angle of how do you find, a, you know, the, the premarital angle, how do you find a suitable spouse? Uh, once you, you know, you are married, how do you stay married and, you know, make it a healthy relationship? And then what happens when it when it doesn't work out and the struggles that uh, some of our brothers and sisters face uh, when they have been divorced, either with or without children and you know, the struggle of getting remarried and, 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 and or, you know, being single parents. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to this question. And, and mostly 
we want to hear from you. We want to hear uh, what are what are your thoughts, what are your opinions, what are your experiences with this question? Uh, is there a marriage crisis in our community? Uh, you know, getting getting to the question of, of finding a suitable spouse, and I think it's it's important to clarify uh, why it is that dating is forbidden in Islam. Uh, the the institution of dating uh, is it, there's a number of reasons why that institution would would be haram, would be forbidden. One of them is that uh, even when you look at the whole concept of dating, uh, the the intention behind dating. Uh, in as it is uh you know practiced today has nothing to do with marriage uh in fact you you know there are people who date for years and they they have no intention of getting married uh similarly people start dating you know when they're in middle school obviously they're not looking for a spouse uh it's 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 it, the, the whole institution of dating is just about basically having a good time you know you're spending some time with this person um you know uh off generally you're intimate with the person and that's it there's no there's no it's not that you're getting to know someone for marriage it's a completely different intention we know as believers we know as muslims that that's something that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden that that relationship is uh you know outside of marriage between a man and a woman uh is forbidden and it's something that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh it's considered a major sin uh and so that relationship needs to be only within the confines of marriage uh the, the the second question becomes well how do you then find uh you know how then can you find someone uh, without you know outside of this inst- without you know taking part in dating um but b- before we get to that question there's there's another reason why this you know the whole the whole uh you know one person someone could argue then okay well other people they don't date you know to to with the intention of finding a spouse but as a muslim you know i that will be my intention so i am going to date well the problem with that is that uh you know just something as simple as you know the prophet sallam told us that any time a man and a woman are alone together in a secluded place the third is the is the shaitan uh, just just that the the act of being alone with a, with someone who you're not you know not related to of the opposite gender uh, just that that itself is forbidden it's it's khalwa and this is something that the prophet sallam has told us that in and of itself is forbidden there is a reason why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts these rules for us uh, when you think about uh you know a child for example and you want to protect that child no one is going to tell that child to go play near the fire but then say you know but don't get burned um you don't tell your child go go play near the swimming pool but just don't drown allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know he protects his servants he protects us he protects his creation by putting barriers by putting um you know layers uh that that actually protect us from ending up in that fire ending up in that you know drowning And similarly uh we see that uh when you want to protect your child and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is high above any analogy but when we think about the human relationship and you think about what you do when you want to protect your child is that uh you know if you have stairs for example in your house or or there's dangerous things in the in the kitchen what you do is you put a gate you put a gate at the top of the stairs or you know to keep the child away from the stairs you put a gate at the at the door of the kitchen You don't tell the child, you know, just go play on the stairs but you know just don't break your neck, right? Or you know, go ahead and go in the kitchen but just don't, you know, don't hurt yourself. 
But no, we don't do that. That would be irresponsible. Uh, we, we Instead, we put a barrier and we don't even allow the child to go near that which could harm them. And, and, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, again, high above any analogy uh, of his creation, Allah puts barriers, hudud. Um, Allah has these barriers and when we when we break down these barriers, you know, one of the barriers from the very beginning when it comes to uh, gender relations, the, what's the first barrier? Well, there's some, you know, very at the very beginning, you have the barrier of modesty, that there is modesty not only in dress, but also in behavior. And there's modesty in the way in which um, there's modesty in gender relations. So from the very beginning, you have this first barrier, which is protecting the 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 abd protecting us from eventually falling into a major sin so when we think about the major sin what is the major sin it's zina it's 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 extramarital intimacy right any kind of intimacy outside of marriage so if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allah tells us um in the quran for example not just do not commit zina but allah says la taqrabu zina do not even come close to zina do not come close to it how do we come close to it? Well, the ways we come close to it has to do with our interaction from the beginning, the gender interaction. Uh, how are we with the opposite gender? Is there the barrier of modesty or is that completely removed? And if it's, if it's completely removed in our, in our dress and in our behavior, uh, then, then what we've done is we've knocked down one of those protections, which was put up by our creator himself. And so we have modesty in the way we act, modesty in the way we dress. And then we also have lowering the gaze. There's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said to the believing men and women to lower their gaze and guard their chastity. There is a connection between lowering your gaze and guarding your chastity. Uh, when you are lowering your gaze, when you're not basically checking someone out, okay? Uh, because the idea here is, you know, sometimes people, uh, I think they try to, uh, maybe make light of this of this concept by being like, well, I'm not going to walk around looking at the sidewalk, right? You know, we, we I think it's understood what is meant by this. Uh, there, everyone, uh, you know, who knows what it, what it's like to really, you know, to look at an, the opposite gender, know that there's a difference between looking at someone, you know, uh, you know that you're speaking to in a respectful way, and you know, and you're not and staring, right, and checking someone out. There's a big difference, and especially. Uh, you know, in situations where there is fitna, uh, potential fitna there, that protecting your eyes and not looking at, at what you shouldn't be looking at is actually protecting your heart. And eventually that's also a barrier which protects your modesty, protects your chastity. Uh, and, and, and it's another barrier that keeps uh, a person from getting close to zina, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us. Uh, so there, you know, and, 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 and even when it when it comes to the whole uh, idea of interactions between uh, men and women and, and, you know, that line of, of that barrier of modesty, you know, you, you, we can't expect that we're going to be exactly, you know, we're going to be the same with the opposite gender, you know, as friends in quotation marks, as we will be with, with the same gender. And, you know, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create us in that way where 
where the a man and a woman are just you know just have purely platonic relationships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created within the man and in the woman an attraction to one another that's part of our human nature uh, so to try to act in a way that goes against that human nature uh, is i mean again you're hurting yourself Allah is the one who created us and Allah knows uh, how best to take care of his own creation and this is the, the you know Allah gives us as well the manual of how best to take care of his creation whenever we uh we you know we get a we get a brand new car we want to take care of that car well if you buy a mercedes you're going to be very careful to look at the mercedes manual to take care of your car and yet um you know and yet and so rather than you know you bought that mercedes you're probably not going to be looking at the toyota manual of how to take care of your mercedes because you know uh when it comes to cars that the one who manufactured the car knows how best to care for the car uh, and yet somehow with human beings um a little more complicated than a car we don't we don't have that same standard we don't realize that that it's the same thing the one who manufactured me knows best how to take care of me and the one who made you knows best how to take care of you so trust him if he says that this is this is for your own good you know when you have this type of barrier between uh, a man and a woman outside of marriage it is for your own good and um we could we could sit and talk for for days about why that is and we can look at statistics in society and you know um you know what happens when that doesn't ha- when when we don't follow those rules and you know i don't even need to get into all of the you know the sexually transmitted diseases and the unwed mothers and, and you know all the different situations that that we see in front of us um and yet we 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 kind of close our eyes to uh so um we have actually a caller um so uh we can uh, go ahead assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam sister can you hear me yes yes i can hear you clearly alhamdulillah alhamdulillah um i just have a question for you um do you see a correlation between how we re- how we raise our boys and the high divorce rate among the muslims in our umma um from my observation growing up um boys get away with mischief uh, more than girls do and do you think there's a correlation between that and the higher divorce rate uh well you know i think that's an excellent question uh which actually deserves its its own uh series in fact uh but but just to kind of quickly uh, what i think personally is that yes there is a, there is a serious uh i think crisis uh in the way that we are raising our children um and yes in the way we are raising our boys uh, one of the problems that i've observed as you know i've kind of watched you know as my generation grew up and and then the generation after me um or before me and just kind of looking at that is i've noticed that um there's there's this sort of lag in terms of the emotional and mental maturity uh of our boys unfortunately the youth uh, and i and i i'm not exactly sure what is it that's contributing to that uh, but something is happening where the you know the the maturity level or when when the 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 boy is is at the you know mental and emotional maturity where it's you know kind of uh where you know like where where he's at when he's 20 now is very different than than a boy who was 20 uh you know a, a boy at 20 you know 10 15 years ago there's there's a there's a drastic difference and i think part of it i i think there are a lot of things contributing to this a uh, part of it i do believe that as parents uh we need to teach our children 
both boys and girls responsibility. And I think that, you know, sort of uh, something that you seem to be alluding to as well is that maybe we're only teaching our daughters about responsibility or uh, maybe that, that that's not necessarily being being put on the boys as much, uh, you know, that kind of everything maybe is being done for them. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't need to clean up after themselves or, you know, do their own uh, laundry or even just clean their room. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, they, they expect that their, their mother's going to do it for them or their, or their father, you know, that this, this is something that they're not actually uh, responsible to do. The, the idea of, you know, getting a job or make, you know, it's kind of their job is, um, you know, to go to school and then other than that, no responsibility. The, you know, uh, after, after, you know, one eats, you don't clean up after yourself. There's no, you know, there's no partnership in, in terms of the household sometimes. And I think the other problem is all of the technology uh, is, is having an effect on our maturity. I, I think that uh, what, when you are always uh, sort of being entertained by some device that's in your hand, um, you're always distracted. You're always, you know, th- there's no moment anymore where you can see someone just sitting <laughs> and just reflecting or thinking or, you know, like, let me let me just sit and, and think even, you know, not let's not even talk about remembering Allah or dhikr, but just just to think um, there, there really is no time because as soon as I'm not entertained with one thing, I got to move to the next device. I always have to be. Uh, you know, somehow connected uh, to, uh, you know, Facebook or, or Twitter or my phone or texting or watching a video on YouTube or listening to something on my, you know, iTunes. It it's always has to be something entertaining me, stimulating me. I, I don't really have that time to just sit and think about, you know, the, the grander questions of life. Like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I here? I mean, did I did I get put on this earth just to have fun? Did I ha- did I get put on this earth just to hang out with my friends and nothing else? You know, and then, and just this seriousness uh, towards life is is sort of neglected. It's gone. Uh, that that everything is a joke. That's another thing. Is um, and I worked a lot with youth and and just seeing how uh, you know life is not really taken seriously enough. You know, you you kind of joke around about everything. Everything's kind of um, fair game to make fun of. And that's that's not going to give you the the maturity that you need to succeed as a husband or as a wife um, or or in this life or the next. So I think it it is a very good question. Um, And, uh, you know, one thing I would say advice to mothers and fathers, when you raise your boys and your girls, please uh, teach them to follow the sunnah of the Prophet. Teach them to help out in the house, teach them to have responsibility uh, in in their own household. If the Prophet ﷺ, who had way more to do than any of us combined, uh, if he was someone who helped out in his house, you know, Aisha anha, she reports that he would help in the house. And, and if he was able to do that and had time to do that, you know, we don't really have an excuse. I don't think any of us are more busy than he was. And, and so I think it's super important that we teach our sons this, we teach our daughters this. And, and believe me, if you teach your sons to help out, their future wives, inshallah, will thank you. <laughs> they will be very grateful to you uh, because it really, honestly, it, it seriously saves marriages. And I and actually, um, there are statistics to show this, that it, those relationships where there's a partnership and there's and the two parties kind of help each other out, 
uh, that those actually um, are less likely to end in divorce. So it's it, it's important, and then we have a precedent uh, precedence in in our in our beautiful example of the Prophet He used to help out in the house, and and you know it's it, we're kind of a little bit. Uh, uh, we pick and choose, and when it comes to the sunnah, you know, we'll 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 pick the sunnah that maybe we uh, we like, um, and we leave those that maybe we don't. And it's also important that we always put the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ above culture. That's extremely important. Uh, we we never should allow culture to uh, supersede the sunnah of of the Prophet ﷺ. So if in my culture it's not considered cool for a guy to help out his wife or his mother. Well, you know, we should ask ourselves, do we follow culture or do we follow the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu uh, And that's extremely important. Uh, if you look at the culture that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu lived in, he did a lot of things that were against his culture. Um, he lived in a culture where they used to bury girls alive. Um, you know, culture can have some very ugly things. And, and we have to be very careful what we accept um, when it comes to culture. What is our criterion when it comes to culture? Obviously, we know that we have the Qur'an and we have the sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam. Uh, whenever there's a cultural norm that contradicts with the Qur'an or the sunnah, we should not accept it. We don't just absorb these things uh, mindlessly and say that, you know, um, you know but this, is, this isn't um, accepted in our culture because we know uh, what the criteria should be between uh, what is good and what is bad, inshallah ta'ala. Now, there is a, a question uh, that someone has asked regarding arranged marriages. Um, now, I think it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's important to look at uh, the balance. Uh, you know, we're told... Oh, okay. Um, Salaamu Alaikum, Brother Ali. Yes, my name is Ali, and I'm from Pakistan and living in Sweden right now. Mashallah. Uh, actually, the thing is that in Pakistan, we have uh, not that kind of uh, dating or mm-hmm. uh, uh, love marriages sponsored. Basically, they have arranged marriages. Uh, now the trend is changing. But I'll be a married man in a couple of months, and uh, I'll have uh, I'll have an arranged marriage as well. But the issue is that I'm not happy with my marriage. Uh, the girl with whom I'm going to marry, I'm not that happy. And uh, same is the case with the girl. But uh, the thing is that uh, the uh, families are connected so strongly that if I reject or say no, there will be a lot of problems. Mm, so these are the big issues. That uh, I'm not invested in going into a marriage, but I have to. Wow, subhanAllah. Um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. Thank you for sharing your story. I think there are a lot of people who can relate to your story. I want to begin, actually, Bismillah um, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa ahlul uqtatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. First of all, when it comes to marriage, uh, I think there are what we might call two extremes. There is the extreme of dating, um, in terms of, you know, f- that, that using, you know, dating as an institution to find a spouse. And I think there's another extreme, um, and that is the extreme of uh, forced marriages, perhaps, or uh, getting married blind in the sense of you don't know anything about the person. Uh, maybe you haven't even really seen the person and you're just getting married because it was arranged by your family. And I think Islamically, uh, when we look at the sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam, we find that there's the middle ground where, um, you know, one other problem, one other thing I want to point out, a lot of times love marriage and dating are um, sort of 
uh, combined into one category as if they're the same thing. And I have a problem with that. Uh, the reason I have a problem with that is because they're not the same thing. When you get married for because you liked someone or you were interested in someone does not mean that you dated that person and that they were your boyfriend. So it, it, we, we need to be careful about, you know, separating those concepts. And I know culturally they've been kind of, well, if you liked the person before marriage, it meant you were dating. Um, that's completely, um, even if you look at the sunnah, that's not right. Because uh, there's an example where a man came to the Prophet, so I sent him and he said that he, he told the Prophet ﷺ that he was going to marry uh, a certain uh, woman from the Ansar. And the Prophet ﷺ asked him right away, have you seen her? And the man said no. And, and he was actually told by the Prophet ﷺ to go and look at her. And so there is a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, you know, why the Prophet ﷺ is, is telling the man to go look at her. There is that um, that that attraction that should be there, you know, um, regardless of how much, you know, you may or may not know, but that that idea of going in completely blind with no feelings uh, is is not something even that's that's that has, you know, this isn't even what the Prophet was saying to the man, um, you know, in this example. So so look, having that attraction or having that feeling before marriage doesn't is something that is actually it should be there there should be physical there should be you know, mutual attraction mutual interest uh, there's nothing more islamic about going into a marriage completely blind in fact again to reiterate the prophet sallam told the man to go look at her uh, he 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 did not want the man to go in blind having not seen her and and you know and you can you can understand that there's more to it, obviously, than just looking at the person, but finding out about the person, you know, and, and knowing something about their character and about their personality and, and how your ideas and how your personalities would be uh, compatible. That's important to find out. And that is not equivalent with dating. And that's that's what's so important is to separate the two because we end up going to one extreme or another. And I think part of the problem, too, is that the youth might be reacting to this other extreme, you know, the extreme of we're going to arrange your marriage and doesn't matter if you like each other, you have to get married. And there's, I, I think that every extreme sort of breeds another extreme. You know, when you react to one extreme, you react with another extreme. And the other extreme is, is the institution of, of dating. Uh, so what we have to do is come back to the middle ground. We have to come back to the, um, you know, we're, we're told that this is, um, we are ummatun wasata, the, the, the people, the, the, the ummah of the middle path. We have to come back to the middle ground, which is, which is that, you know, what we could call Islamic courting, right? It's not dating because it's not, um, you know, you don't do all the things that you would do as, a, you know, in dating. Um, and also it's for the intention of marriage. It's not just to have fun and to just hang out and, you know, get everything for free without any commitment. Um, but rather your, your intention is to find someone uh, compatible with you um, and you to find someone uh, for marriage, and that's your intention, and it's okay to get to know each other within the Islamic guidelines. And uh, we we mentioned one of those things is not actually being in seclusion with the person, um, etc. And you know, getting the the families involved, and uh, you know that kind of thing. But you still, you know, there needs that you find out about the person. And 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 in talking about the forced marriages, uh, the Prophet ﷺ has told us that you should always take the consent uh, when it comes to marriage. You can, you know, it's it's not right to force anybody to get married, uh, and there's many many uh, examples from the from the Sunnah of the Prophet where you know th- th- that 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 really uh, support this. 
that that you should not marry your daughters without consent. And even in case there was a case where a woman came and told the Prophet ﷺ that she had been married without her consent, and the Prophet ﷺ asked her uh, if she wanted a divorce, and she said, "No, I'm I'm going to accept it, but I want it to be known that that you know that 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 this cannot happen." You know, she 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 did that in order for it to be a precedence that you cannot force your daughters to get married. And um, so she, she wanted to, to make it clear that, it, that she had the choice, you know, to, whether to stay in the marriage that she was forced into or not. Uh, so it's, it's something that the Prophet didn't, uh, you know, he, 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 he did not, he told people that they should not be forcing their, their children to get married. Um, with regards to your specific situation, the first advice I would give to you, um, Brother Ali, and you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you, is I would make, I would tell you to make a lot of massive dua. Um, this, this is a, a situation where you have a lot of pressure on you, um, and whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes easy for you will be easy. And whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if, 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 if Allah is helping you, uh, then, then you know, whatever path you need to take, um, whether it's you know taking a path of of standing up for what you feel or what you what you believe is right, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, if He's with you, it will be easy for you, and He will aid you. Um, and if it and if it involves um, you know whatever it involves, so what I would say is the main thing you need to focus on right now is that you have Allah Subhanahu wa Taala at your side, and that Allah is aiding you in whatever is khair, whatever is is good for you in this life and the next, and whatever is good for her in this life and the next. So I advise you to, to pray, to pray istikhara and to make a lot of dua and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide you towards what is best, to guide you towards what is best in this life and the next, and then to give you the strength to be able to, um, you know, to make it easy for you, to give you the strength to be able to do that which needs to be done and to make it easy on you to do what is right. It's extremely important right now that you just ask Allah that you want what is best. And if it, if it means marrying this woman or if it means not marrying her, ultimately at the end of the day, all we want is what is most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what is best for us in this life and the next. So you, if you do this, if you really get close to Allah and you, and you make a lot of dua, and, and especially I, I advise you to wake up in the last third of the night and uh, pray qiyam, uh, the, 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 the time just before Fajr prayer is one of the most blessed times to pray and to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says that in the last third of the night, Allah descends to the lowest heaven in, in the way that is befitting of His majesty. And He calls out, who is calling on me so that I may answer His call? And, and, and so that is the time when you really need to plead to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to just guide you and to take you to the place that, you know, to wherever is, is most khair for you, whatever is best for you and for, and for the sister as well. But as a principle, you should not be entering a marriage, you know, in which both parties are not consenting or both parties are not wanting to be married. Wallahu ta'ala alam. Inshallah, we will take a short break now. And when we return, we will continue taking calls and also um, taking your uh, comments uh, on the chat box. Assalamu alaikum, this is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity streaming live on One Legacy Radio. Uh, we have a caller on the line right now. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 
Um, hi. Uh, I'm 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 choosing to stay anonymous. I just uh, I recently got married like um, seven eight months ago, and I've been dealing with an issue which I don't know if I can get over. Okay. It's, um, my husband likes to watch porn, and okay. he does it behind my back. Okay. And it's become so bad that I don't like to leave the house. I I'm afraid to take a shower half the time because. Because I don't want to leave him alone, I'm, and I don't trust him. Hmm. Not go behind my back. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, um, sister, first of all, there there are a couple issues when it when it comes to pornography. First, you know, may Allah subhanahu wa taala make it easy on you and 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 help him to overcome this this problem uh, and possibly this addiction. No, he doesn't see it as a problem. He said either get over it oh. or go back. You know, I don't care for this marriage. I mean, either get over it or just or don't look at it like that. And he says I'm, I I see it as a form of cheating, but he doesn't. Okay. Okay. All right. Um what what I would recommend to you sister is is actually seeking um counseling. Uh, for for you and your husband, uh, because this is this is a serious issue, uh, and uh, you know naturally it, it I mean this this will come between uh, couples and it it, it it fundamentally affects the relationship. Um, even uh, you know even if we look at it from two angles, there is the angle of um, you know Islamically, uh, as we know. As you know, uh, it is it is a ma- you know it's it's a it's a major sin um, to be uh, the Prophet Sallam told us that this is considered zina of the eyes uh, when you look at something that you're not supposed to look at. Um, there's the issue of you know the you know the the infidelity issue, of course, um, and then and then you know that there's the Islamic aspect, and then there's actually even if you look at it from a uh, totally secular uh, perspective it's also it, it 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 destroys relationships it destroys marriages and so i think it is extremely important that you involve a third party um a, you know someone who's trained uh to to deal with these issues and 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 you seek counseling uh for for this very very important issue and it, and i will i will say this much to you it, um it isn't something that's wrong with you okay so that's important for you to understand sometimes uh, people in this situation think that maybe it's because there's something wrong with me or um, I'm not good enough. Maybe there is. I've told him that. I've told him that, that maybe there is something wrong with me. Okay, but but I'm, I want to tell you and, and emphasize to you there isn't something wrong with you, okay? Um, it, it isn't, first of all, your fault. Um, that's, that's first of all. It isn't because there's some deficiency in you. Um, and second of all, uh, it isn't just something you need to get over, that you're just, you know, um, it, 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 you know, sometimes people might make you feel like it's not a big deal and, you know, you're kind of just making a big deal out of nothing. Um, what what I want to tell you, um, you know, Islamically, uh, based on, you know, research, it, it is a big deal. So it, it's definitely not something that you just want to sweep under the rug. Uh, so, you know, I, I just want to emphasize to you that it isn't, um, all just your problem, you know, that you need to just get over, um, nor is it your fault. So th- those are really important for you for you to really understand. But he made it very clear. He said that either either get over it or just go back home. If I go back home, I think he meant divorce. Okay, so would he be open to counseling? No. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think... Um, I, I, 
what I what I would recommend right now, um, first of all, um, you you want to pray istikhara about these matters, um, and you want to make a lot of dua for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to guide you to what's best. Uh, one of the the things is that when we go through this life, we we go we 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 enter parts of our life where we feel like we're kind of just in the dark, right? You don't know what to do, you don't know which direction to go. That's the reality of us as cre- as the creation. We have no idea. Uh, what what's coming tomorrow we don't know what's best for us so it's so important that we don't try to control ourselves uh you know our you know what thinking that we know what's best but but actually turning to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking him to 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 actually guide us to to exactly what is best and to give us the strength to do that um have you been able to 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 make dua about this issue and to and to turn to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance yes i have and um, it hasn't worked. Nothing's worked. I, well, well. Sometimes we think that something isn't working uh, because we want it to work out a specific way. Um, for example, you might be asking Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, you know, make my husband change, right? Or make my husband. Um, you know, you may be asking for something in a certain way, but we don't. We, you know, uh, we're told in the Quran, for example, "Asa an takrahu shay'an wa huwa khairun lakum." It may be that you hate something, but it's good for you. It may be that you love something and it's bad for you. And then Allah goes on to say that He knows and we don't know. Uh, so one of the principles that we have to understand in Islam is that I might want things to work out a specific way and I see um, you know, khair, I see what, what is good as being a certain outcome. And actually it isn't necessarily what is best. And maybe the be- what is best is a completely different outcome. So you know you say that you've been you've been asking but it isn't working. So what what you mean is that he's not changing, right? Is that what you mean? No. What 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 do you mean when you say it isn't working? Sorry? When when you say it isn't working, what do you mean? Like you said you're making dua but it isn't I, working. I mean that he goes back to his routine uh, like he'll change for like 2 mm-hmm. days I think, but it's all hidden and done behind my back and I always catch it. Okay, so so again, what you're saying is that it isn't working because it isn't the outcome that you expect, right? But what I'm asking you to do is to ask Allah to actually do what is best. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in the form that you think is best. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but you see, I'm I'm so in the middle ground right now. Like, my Mm. foot is in two places. I want to stay in this marriage, but... But I don't see a good future in it. So, what? What? Um, how? I mean, what? What do you think is the solution then? I I, I just don't know what to do. I mean, okay. like I just I don't think I can take a stand, and I just don't know what to do. Okay. So what I'm what I'm what I'm asking you to do is to make to pray istikhara and to make a lot of du'a to try whatever you can. So. So here's what, what I want you to do, is I want you to pray, I want you to pray istikhara, I want you to make a lot of dua for Allah to do what's best, uh, to, you know, to, to guide you and Him to what is best. Uh, and then I want you to, to, to continue to try, to continue to try to um, convince Him to, to seek counseling, maybe continue to try to work with Him. Um, and then, you know, what will end up happening, inshallah, if you really are sincere with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is Allah will give you the guidance and the strength to take a stand and, and to do exactly what it is that you need to do and, 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 and what is most, um, inshallah, pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
right now it, it might seem scary, right? You, you know, sometimes we stick, stay in certain situations because we're afraid of change. Do, do you ever feel like that's the case? Yeah, I don't want to be a divorcee. I just got married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, w- one thing, too, that, that we have to, to unlearn is a lot of the times why we, we stay in certain situations and um, we, we sort of accept um, any kind of uh, situation is because we're very afraid of what other people think, um, what, how I'm going to be labeled or how I'm going to be perceived by society. That's one of those really. It's also, it's mm-hmm. also because I love him. And okay. Yes, I understand. He's a good guy. It's just you know he has these habits that he's sure. had since he was li- he was mm-hmm. a guy. He was a, a boy. Yes, and you know one thing to understand about pornography is it is a very very serious addiction. Uh, you know it, it it is like a drug addiction. Uh, so it it isn't something that. Um, first of all, it's it's absolutely not healthy. Again, on any level, whether it's Islamically or secular level, it's not healthy. It's not healthy for the individual. It's not healthy for relationships. It's like a drug addiction. Um, and second of all, it's not easy to break, um, especially if someone doesn't see it as a problem. Uh, so that's why I, I'm I'm saying that that I think it's it's very important for you to focus right now on making a lot of dua and to asking and, and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to, to guide you, to guide your husband and to allow you to, to basically enable you to to be firm um, and, and take a stand in whatever direction uh, is actually best for you and for him. If you're feeling unsure but but I, I I will tell you this that when you when you make that dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he is pushing you in one direction or another, you you won't feel this way anymore. You'll feel much more sure and you'll feel your heart will be at rest. And that's part of the answer to an istikhara, for example, is that you, you're making istikhara about a certain issue. And one of the, the ways in which an istikhara is answered is that your heart just feels at rest with a particular uh, you know, direction versus another. Uh, right now you're unsure, but, but, but you know, once if you, again, turn to Allah completely and entirely and submit to, to, to what, is, you know, what He wants you to do, You'll find that your heart will be at peace, inshallah, with with what you need to do, and and Allah will make a way out for you, inshallah taala. Allah never leaves you. You know, Allah never leaves you. That's important to understand. If you're in a difficult situation and you seek His help, He will never leave you. Um, you just you just have to seek Him and and seek Him completely. Uh, I also recommend you know to you that you that you really really use that time in the last third of the night. Uh, if you aren't already, then then begin, you know, start doing that, praying, getting up in the last part of um, of the night just before Fajr time, uh, the Qiyam time, and making dua and praying at that time. And I guarantee Allah will make a way out for you. Uh, it's 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 a promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been really helpful. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. And if you, um, you know, if you have actually, if you want to follow up or you have any other questions, you can reach me directly at serenity at onelegacyradio.com. You just email serenity okay. uh, at onelegacyradio.com. Okay. All right. I got it. Okay. Jazakallah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're so welcome. Wa alaikum salam Inshallah, we, we have to... Um, uh, you know, pause there um, and to and end the show there. But inshallah, what what uh, what I want to do is continue this discussion. This, of course, is a huge discussion. Uh, you know, which we could do numerous shows on. Inshallah, on Thursday, uh, this coming Thursday 
at the same time. We will continue the, this discussion on this question, is there a marriage crisis? Um, and we will be live again, inshallah, on Thursday at uh, onelegacyradio.com. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to guide all of us, um, you know, to strengthen our families and to, and to strengthen our relationships and to, um, you know, guide us to what is most pleasing to him. If there's, if there's anything I said that was, was true and good, it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if there's anything I said that was wrong, it's from my own nafs. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. غربا غربا